Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Monday morning. Beautiful Bondi Beach. Sun's out, people are out. It's spectacular. Ah, some interesting things to talk about today. The first one, which is really fabulous, is uh, yesterday I did what is called an IMAP test or a 4P test on my bike training app. And uh, you do these things as often as you like, but it's how the app calibrates the power readings that, that like if it had Chris Froome from the Tour de France, he could do the same bike ride I do on Sufferfest, but they would probably triple the numbers that he had to achieve for the same effort. So they might say, okay, ride at five out of 10. For me, that would be, I don't know, 120 watts. For him, it would be 400 or 320 watts. So the way they work out how many watts and what your heart rate is, is you do a test and the machine, the app measures it, calibrates it, and then delivers it back to you. So yesterday I did the test, and I tell you, the test is the hardest thing I do on a bike, ever. Uh, there are a series of 15 second hard as you can bursts, in which you ride gently in between. So in those 15 second bursts, you put your legs into the red zone, and it hurts but they're short, it's easy for me. Short, sharp. Then there's a two minute burst, as hard as you can for two minutes. Then there's a five minute burst. As hard as you can for, for um, two minutes, hard as you can for five minutes, and then as hard as you can for 20 minutes and when they say as hard as you can they don't mean 100% flat out hard in the first second of the 20 minutes what they say is try to find a, a pace that you can hold on to for 20 minutes it's great to do but boy it's at the limit anyway halfway through the 20 minute session which is the one that measures your baseline power. One of the kids knocked over the cooling fan <laughs> and I had to stop, get off the bike, put the cooling fan back up. In the old days, they used to measure 95% of your time, the highest 95% and discard 5% of it saying, well, that's probably room for error. But now they use 100%. So it averaged me down and I thought it was hilarious because it's beautiful. It's what I want. I don't want it too hard. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a bit of a joke because the heart rate scores that I got for my training zones are lower than the ones that I use. So I manually put the heart rates in that I like to work with and they are much higher than the machine measured. 
And that's kind of like very typical of the ego, especially a person who loves sport because you want to be who you used to be. And the higher the heart rate zone you can operate in, the younger you are, typically. <clears throat> so my heart rate zone has dropped, which is understandable. My ticker has been beating rapidly and fun for uh, quite a long period of time now. And it's probably saying, if you wouldn't mind, just uh, don't push it into the red zone too often. If you wouldn't mind, just uh, eat a few less carbs. If you wouldn't mind, give me more rest. It's probably saying that my doctor would say, all the things you do for your heart don't determine how often you go to the doctor, but they do determine for how long. <laughs> he always makes a joke of it. So the, sometimes the discomfort of working to a machine designed heart rate versus the ego, it's uh, sometimes the discomfort is worth it if longevity is the target. And for me it is. I want to do this beach walks, podcasts, coachings, writings for as long as possible. So it makes you wonder, of course, it's so easy to get in a sports environment and get a personal trainer to measure your lactic thresholds, your VO2 max, and all the things that are important to have a, a metric, your heart rate, all these things that have a metric. Um, my partner, she's, she's with a run crew, a, a company called Run Crew, and every time she goes for a run, that run gets measured by performance peaks. Her coach, who coaches probably 200 athletes, goes to performance peaks and looks at her heart rate, her running speed, and works out what's best for her for the following week. So the coach is using performance peaks, exactly what it's meant for, to give him non-local feedback and therefore train her at the optimum zones, which is not always what she wants. I hear her complain that it's too easy or she'd love to go for a hard run, but he said, go for an easy one. That's always a negotiation if you're in the Olympics, but at the level she's at, the coach is always right, the number's always perfect, and the ego, which wants to go for a run because maybe she's emotionally frustrated with the kids or tied up with something at work, the run means more than just, for her, for time to time, means more than just heart rate and athletic performance. It's an emotional part of her emotional equation. So when you think about this, with sport, it's easy. You can do it. But what do you, what, what's your, what are your anti-ego metrics that you use for your work? Most people just use how hard it feels. They're the uh, real, what's called in sport, real feel. Perceived effort, PE. 
perceived effort. And people say, well, my perceived effort is five at work, therefore I'm doing five uh, productivity. My perceived effort at work is 10, and I'm doing 10 productivity. But I've got to say, without being rude to you all, that there's probably far better metrics to determine perceived effort productivity at work than how hard you're working or how many hours. I see an inordinate amount of wasted time, people fluffing around worrying about organizational structure, what's their job title, what's their content of their job. I see an inordinate amount of time people talking about other people in the business that frustrate or annoy them. That occupies their head and would multiply itself out in the perceived effort as being very high because it's frustration. Frustration is the highest of all the perceived effort uh, measure, uh, triggers. So if you have no frustration, perceived effort would possibly be perfect. So you would say, I'm operating at a five. Without frustration, that's probably going to produce around about a five in productivity, just like a bike. I'm going to go 20 kilometers an hour at a perceived effort as five. But perceived effort of five into the wind on a bike or in rough weather in the ocean does not equate to 20 kilometers per hour. It equates to 10 because there's a headwind. And productivity really at the end of the day, which is a result of the intersection of genius, creativity, problem solving and logic, Productivity and perceived effort are a very bad friendship. As I said, because frustration, which is the most aggravating headwind equivalent at work, riding into a headwind, your perceived effort can be eight, nine, but you can be going nowhere. So, or even riding up a hill. So, if you can eliminate frustration from your work, you'll have probably a more accurate understanding of what your efforts, what your perceived efforts at work are generating in the language of productivity. So what's frustration? Frustration is when something doesn't go as you want it to go. Someone in the staff doesn't perform as you want them to perform. Someone in leadership doesn't do what you expect them to do. Something that you worked on really hard doesn't receive accolades. Something that you're playing with, working with, that really adds no value to anyone except your ruminating brain. I've always made the claim for now 40 years that most of the jobs I see people do, if you put me in their chair, I could do their job in half the time. 
Now, it's not a claim to be a clever or a genius or a master of your work. I certainly couldn't do heart surgery for a doctor in half the time. But the thing is, what I would have the capacity to do is recover better. So in other words, turn up more fresh. I would have the capacity to work out what's being done for political purposes and therefore uh, know which conversations I need to shortcut. I would understand clearly what the, what the metric is, what the output measure is of the day's job, of the year's job, and make sure that whatever I do is focused on that alone. And I would put aside the things that emotionally gratify me to do your job. I would say, what do I like doing? What feels good? What makes me feel fantastic? I would put them all aside and I would simply say, how do they measure me in results? And I'd focus on that. But in amongst all that, I would be without, without frustration. And to be without frustration is to be you. Frustration is when you lose yourself into got-to mode, and should mode, and you start putting laws and rules down. And I think the same conversation we could have here now, we could have about our relationships. How do you measure them? By the number of times you have sex, by the converse, how, many how many hours you spend talking about shit, which goes nowhere. How many hours you spend talking about the home reno or which car you should buy or which school the kids did you go to? How many hours you spend dealing with your frustration or how many minutes you spend doing the things that make relationships thrive? Complimenting. Asking your partner about their vision. Growing. talking to their values. So there are ways to make things work that are not frustrating, that have a very low perceived effort. And just like the bike, you can pedal your butt off and have one minute where you're not even pedaling, but have it measured like I did yesterday. 20 minutes, one minute completely off the bike because I didn't close the door and ask the kids not to knock over the fan. One minute, which is what I would call of frustration, lowers the productivity, the average output. One minute at work, working on a PowerPoint that no one's ever gonna see, just to get your mind clear something you could do in five minutes with a notepad and pencil out in the garden. But no, stuck behind a computer screen trying to do it mathematically. We need to be accountable for this because I think really in the future and not far distant future, it's only going to be those who've tapped into their creative powers that are going to actually be employed. Only those who are productive. Have a beautiful day.